Profile on Praise Junction. Listen. This is my story. Real people, real stories. Real God, real change. This is my story. This is Profile on the Praise Junction Show. You're on Praise Junction at Hop FM Listen and Live. My name is Grace Motisanda. As I promised, my guest is already in studio uh, to share with us her story. And today, as I said, if you're this person who's struggling with forgiveness, if you're this person you're thinking God is taking too long to come through for you, maybe God is asleep regarding my situation, you need to tune in because I believe your life will not remain the same again. And as we proceed on with the program, remember, Remember, we are on the SMS line 20933, that is 20933. I'll be sampling some of your questions and comments on those platforms uh, to our guest before we wrap up the program. So this morning, allow me to introduce to you my pastor and also my, <laughs> my friend. I got to meet some few weeks ago, not a long time ago, but a great woman of God joining us this morning. Allow me not to pronounce her name because it's a bit tough kidogo but after after she said it i know i'll hack it good morning pastor good morning <laughs> you're doing well i'm doing well okay thank you for inviting me welcome mm. kindly introduce yourself to my listener so my name is gakwandi uizeye arian okay mm. gakwandi uizeye arian arian yeah arian yeah arian that doesn't sound kenyan at all <laughs> Gakwandi and Uwize sounds familiar. I can try to guess, but no, it doesn't sound Kenyan. <laughs> yeah. So I, are you from? I am from Rwanda. Ah. Yeah, yeah, you can. You, with my name, you can understand. Yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly in Rwanda. You know, Rwanda is so big. Okay, I'm from Kigali city. Ah, the capital. The capital of, of Kigali. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> I've heard a lot of stories, uh, Pastor Gekwandi, about the capital. Mm. That is very clean. Yeah, what very else, clean. What else do you need to know about, uh, about do you say it Kigali or Chigali? Kigali. Kigali. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something about Kigali. Uh, Kigali is a very nice city, very clean, with a beautiful people, with a beautiful heart. And uh, yeah, you should come and visit yeah. one day. <laughs> <laughs> and we have as many, many tribes in Rwanda, like Kenya. No, for, for, for in Rwanda, we are all Rwandis. Yeah, yeah. After genocide, we all come together yes. and uh, we are yeah, one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So you speak one language. One, one language, Kenya Rwanda. Kenya Rwanda. Yeah. So yeah. there is no like, hey, Kenya, there is a Kikuyu, a Luya, a no, Teso, a no, 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 no. Kenya Rwanda. Kenya Rwanda. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Allow me to take you uh, back. You've mentioned about the genocide, mm. uh, a very sad, sad moment for the nation of Rwanda, but we bless the Lord because God re- really restored. Mm. What is one lesson that you picked as as Pastor Gakwandi regarding that that you'd love to share with Kenyans who are listening to you? For me, what I learned after genocide, I learned one thing called love. Unconditional love. Yeah. We have to love one another. We all being created by God. So for me, it's love and forgiveness. That's what I can say. Love and forgiveness. Yeah. And it must come from the heart. It has come to, from your heart. Mm. Yeah. 
Amen. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Let's move quickly from that now. <laughs> your story. Yeah. You know, when we chatted, uh, uh, you said God indeed has changed your life story. Yeah, sure. And also God has taught you a big lesson about forgiveness. Yeah, very, very. About forgiveness. Mm. Let's start with the aspect of forgiveness. What happened in your life that you really had by God's grace to learn how to forgive? And you said, Father, thank you. I have totally forgiven. Let's start there. Okay. So I will start by uh, saying that uh, I managed to write my story. I'm writing a book. Yes. And I've put my story into five seasons. So the first season is called the season of darkness. You can hear with the name, it's the darkness. There, yes. is, there wasn't any right at all. Mm. You know, there wasn't hope. Yes. So I lost my parents in 1995 when I was five years. And uh, I don't have any memories of my mom and my dad. What happened to them? So after genocide, my mom and my dad, they moved back here in Kenya. They come here to live in Kenya. Mm. So in 1995, in August... My mom, my mom became sick and he died. She died. So mm. that's what I had because yeah. for me, I don't have any memories. I don't know what happened. You are young. I was young, five years. Mm. An innocent young girl. Yeah. And then in 1996, in February, again, my dad became sick and he died. It was a very shocking news for my family. Mm. For what I just like when I, I see the picture for my mom and my dad, it's just picture, but yeah. no memories. It's so painful. So they died in a, they died in a span of a year after a year. The, the, it's not even one year because yeah. my mom died in August okay. 1995 mm. and my dad in February 1996. You can oh, imagine. Oh, it's less than a year. Yeah. And we are in my family, we are two. I have my big sister. Yeah. She, her name is Aline Gakwandi yes. and me, Ariane Gakwandi. Mm. Yeah. So they mm. left us alone. Offense. For you, it's just stories. Your sister at least can say, yeah, I, I remember. My oh. sister, she does not remember many things. You know, because you can understand with that genocide, things are happening. You yes. know, there's no kind of memories going out, have mm. memories you are with your parents. So that's the one thing that really pains me. Mm. You kind of sit and ask yourself, where did I come from? Yeah. How did I even reach here on earth? Why did my mom left me? Mm. So after when my mom and my dad died, we have to go to another family. Yeah. So... We we got to know that there's some family who left in who are in Rwanda, so we we went back to Rwanda. It was in 1997. So when we reached there, you know, as a young girl, you want people to welcome you with love, you yes. know, happy. Mm. But that was it. Wasn't the case. At this point, you're still five years. Uh, five year, it I was seven, 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 seven years. Yeah. Mm. So when we reached in that family, we wasn't welcome. You know, there wasn't that kind of welcoming, loving, you know. Mm. So that really started bring me a lot of question in my mind. Yeah. How did my mom left me in the hands of these people? Oh. Starting being abused at an early age, being abused emotionally and physically. Mm. It was so painful. By abuse, you know, Pastor Gakwandi, mm. abuse is such a big word. Yeah, yeah. What was really happening on the ground when you talk about abuse emotionally and physically? So in that family, every time 
the mother could enter in the house. My, my heart could be in my head, like, what have I done today? Mm. Am I going to be beaten today? It was so scaring. The environment wasn't secure at all. Was this a relative, an auntie? Or? Yeah, he, he was my uncle. Uh, yeah. Okay. Very painful. Yeah. And then we started working in a bar, me and my sister. Me, I started when I was 13 years old. But then you're a big girl. You understand things, isn't it? Yeah, I understand. But they told you just go and help other people in the bar. But how do you send a young girl at 13 age in the bar? Okay, let's let's go back. So mm. there's an uncle. I'm sure there is an auntie there. Mm. What was the place of auntie? She couldn't say no. These are um, uh, children. You, you didn't have your nephews and their nieces? Or are they also working in the bar? Have you ever gone through a situation where nobody even just say, you know, even uh, say that, you know, we need to love these children. No one was there for us, me and my sister. Mm. And the problem wasn't with my uncle. The problem was with my, the wife to my uncle. No, your auntie. Because she was like, I did not want you, you know. Everybody in your family refused to, I mean, to take you. I'm the one who just said, let me just take you, you know. It was, I mean, she was like, it's, I, it was a mercy I did for you. Yeah. So you can understand that when we reached there in the family, she wasn't ready to accept us in the family. But That's, the uncle was. The, the uncle was. Okay. Because he was the brother to my father. Yeah. So that's why we all go through those abuse walking in there, but nobody could ever even come and say anything. Justify that these are the children. Nothing. So um, your uncle's home, mm. were they born again Christians or? Yeah. Let's there just wasn't. They were Catholic, but mm. even they used not to go to church on Sunday. Mm. Yeah. By that point, have that, you given your life to Christ? So... Being worked in a bar at 13 years old, I have seen a lot. Mm. And there is even the time I was beaten, hundred. The, the next morning when I went to school, I could not sit on the chair. Oh. My body was paining. And you could not speak. Mm -mm. If you have faced some issues in the bar, you can't go home and speak. Oh. You can't go at home and speak out what you're going through. So my heart was heavy and heavy with a lot of pain. Mm. And sometimes you could go and uh, talk to our family member and they say, we, can't do, we cannot do anything. You have just to stay there and be patient. This is your uncle. So there wasn't any, I mean, we could not do anything unless just to wait upon God. Mm. So in 2005, I managed to go in high school. So that's when I gave my life to Christ. Amen. And I told God, I just want to give my life to you. I'm tired. Nobody can understand what I'm going through. Nobody can understand the pain that I'm going through. Yeah. I just want to give my life to you. Mm -hmm. So since in 205, up to now, I thank God for that decision that I made to follow Christ. So... Did you give your life to Christ because you had an encounter or you were tired of this dark season and you just needed change? Take me to that specific day. What what, I remember, what prompting gave you to say, Lord, I'm tired. Here I am. So I remember it was Sunday 
And the pastor preached that Sunday. Mm. And everything he was preaching, I felt like there is life in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Because where I was, there wasn't life. Yes. It was so dark. So I say, God, I just want to give my life to you. Mm. At least you will give me hope for this life. At least I will be able even to understand the meaning of this life. Mm. Because I, I could not understand how did I even reach here? It was a lot of question in my mind. So I think the preacher really just caught my heart. And I say, this is the time yeah. to surrender my life to Christ. And obviously, I, I used to, before I gave my life to Christ, I used yes. to go to fellowship in CU. And I could see how people pray and it could attract me. Mm -hmm. And I felt maybe this is where life is, you yes. know. So when I, I gave my life to Christ, for me, it was like giving my life to my father. Amen. His father to the orphan. Mm, so mm. I started learning to talk as if I'm talking to my father. Yeah. This is what I'm going through. Yes. If I go for holiday, you know, my father, I'm going to walk in a bar. Protect oh. me. Yeah. Because we used to see things. Being exposed to sexual immorality at 14 years, oh, it was sad. so painful. What we needed was God because yes. my sister, she gave her life to Christ before me. Ah. So that, because she's the one who invited me, of course, in yes, see you. Yes. So the preacher really, I mean, I caught my heart and I mm. said, this is the time to mm. give my life to Christ. And up to now, I don't regret. Amen. 15 years down the line, God yeah, has kept yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we'll be getting to a story of now being a pastor. I'm hosting pastor... Achyon Gakwandi. I hope I've gotten it right. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Our guest yeah. today on profile. Mm. Right here is Hope FM Listen. And leave. remember we are on the SMS line 20933. So you give your life to Christ. Mm -hmm. Did it change? Did it change anything? Did it change your situation back at home? Because of course school is three months. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. hoping it's three months yeah, in yeah, Rwanda. Of, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. So you need to go back home for holidays. Mm. So this is the first holiday after you've given your life to Christ. Mm. Tell me that story. So when I went back for holiday, I remember I was so happy and peace. In the morning, I could wake up in the morning and pray before I go to the bar. And really, God protected me. Many ladies we used to work together in that bar, most of them, some of them died. Aww. Some of them, they got pregnant. Some of them, they got sick. And here I am. And I can testify yeah. the prayers that I prayed that the ones who protected me in that bar. Amen. Because no one, even the wife to my uncle, could see you, a man touching you, but not say anything. Oh. Only God who protected me, me and my sister. Mm. And working in a bar, I haven't ever tasted beer at all. That's God. Yeah. Because you could imagine if I could be drinking in that bar. The story would be Me, I normally tell people, if it wasn't for God, yeah. I could have died. Oh. And surrendering my life to Christ gave me hope. Always I could dream that one day I will be sharing my story. One day I will be helping other people. But look what God has done. Amen. He's a God. He's a God of faith. He's faithful God. Yeah. Amen. He kept you. That's for sure. He protected me. Let me ask Even you sometimes, yes. we used to go home at 2 a.m. Oh, no. So when, when were you doing your homework? When were you... 
When are you studying? For <laughs> you know, they could tell you that you need to work so that you get school fees. Oh, no. How are you going to get school fees if you don't work? <sighs> Have you ever imagined, like, living in a family, you are living in the same house, mm. but you eat the different food. Other people eat this food for you, you are eating this food. Mm. But because I just, like I used to say, God, I don't know about tomorrow, Mm-mm. but I choose to put my trust in you. Yeah. To be honest, I, I, I did not know how things are going to go, mm. but I choose to put my hope in Christ. That was the only solution. Amen. And mm. indeed, he never failed you. Amen. Yeah. So you... you you have to go holiday, go work, uh, go to school. So you have to, at some point you cleared high school. Yeah, yeah, sure. Did things change? What I did not tell you is that uh, in 2009, yeah. we stopped school. Oh. Our uncle came and told us that we are going to move to Tanzania. For us, we see this uncle of ours, he has kept us. He gave us school fees. Even if eating it was difficult, but we ate. We cannot say to him that we are not going with you in Tanzania because of the wife. Mm. We say we will go with you wherever you go. So we choose to go with our uncle to Tanzania with his family. Mm. For us, in our mind, we thought that we are going to go back to school when we reach there in Tanzania. (laughs) What we did not know. After walking in a bar, we became house help. We stopped school in 2009. Now in Tanzania. In Tanzania. Now, our hope was in school. Yes. No school, you are just at home. At home with all the children at home, the wife, I'm telling you, it was difficult. Mm. It was difficult. For me, my hope was education. And now I told God, God, I don't know. Have you ever felt like, you know, you have gave your life to Christ. You mm. pray every day. You read the word of God. But life is not changing. It's become worse each and every day. Yeah. And I remember one day I told my sister, let's give up. Let's give up on this life. Mm. At the end of the day, what is the meaning of this life? We have gave our life to Christ, but the pain seemed to not go away. No school now. We are a house help here. We used to wake up at 6 a.m., work up to 10, 11 p.m. Sometimes you go to to the market, carry heavy things, and your heart is so heavy. I told my sister, let's just get married. Oh. I mean, me, I'm 19, you're 22. Let's get married and start our new life. Because do you see the end of this pain? Maybe let's create our shortcut, get married. Maybe we will start our own family. We won't have this pain anymore. I'm telling you, we want the point of giving up. If I ask you, Pastor Gakwande, you know, I hear you mention, you know, your uncle and your auntie, they had their children, now your nephews and nieces. Where were they when you're being, for lack of a better word, mistreated as house helps? In your relative's place. Can you imagine even the children sometimes they used to abuse us? And I remember there's one day had the daughter to my uncle told told us that we are here in this family to eat their food only. It was so painful. I'm telling you, we were, that's why I caught the season of darkness. Where yeah. you don't have anyone to defend you. Mm-mm. Just God himself. 
No one could even understand what we are going through because they could see us going to school, see us going to work in there, but they think that it's about helping us. Mm-mm. It wasn't. We were just alone, God alone himself. That's why I'm telling you we wanted to give up because yeah. no one wanted to help us. Okay. Yeah. Then did you go to school or did you get married? So which one? Which one happened? <laughs> so what happened is that God is faithful. Amen. He will never let you when you have surrendered your life to him. Yeah. So in that time when we wanted to give up, we had that our uncle, the brother to my mom. Now they said to my mom, mm. he still live in Kenya. Yes. So my sister planned the escape. My sister, she's a very wise woman. God bless her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she planned it. And then because of the Facebook, she wrote the email, uh, the message and told him, can you call our uncle and ask him if you can come to visit you in Kenya? And our uncle, the brother to my mom, accept. He called our uncle. Can the, the Aline and Ariane come to visit me in Kenya? I'm here for a short time because he used to live in UK for the studies and come to visit his family in Kenya. Yeah. And then the uncle said, it's okay, they can come. And my sister said, oh, Lord Jesus, thank you. I'm telling you, it was like saying that. I mean, we could not even believe that it's happening yeah. because we say, at least let's just come out out of this house mm. at least for a few days so that we can have peace in our heart. So we traveled Tanzania to Kenya. We came mm. in Kenya. Mm. So I remember the first Sunday we came in Kenya, we came to Sitamba Road for fellowship. Oh. And when we entered, I remember it was Victor, Victor who was leading the yes. present worship. Yes. When he started singing, I felt like God is removing the burden on my oh. shoulder. Me and my sister, we started crying. Like God is just giving us peace. Out of all those years, it was almost 11 years in pain. But that's the first time I experienced and encountered God in present worship. Mm. I can never forget that day. And I remember we went in town in Nairobi to buy chips, take (laughs) pictures, you know. It was just good. I mean, I could not believe seeing the big houses. For me, I said, God, even if I die, at least I have had peace for once in my life. So when we were in that kind of happiness, you feel like, you know, at least we have been raised. We went to church. You know what happened? What happened? We heard that our uncle in Tanzania, he died in accident. Oh, no. I'm telling you that the day I said, God, now what do you want us to do? Because he was your only rescue. Yes. He's the only one who accepted you. Here, you're just visiting. Yeah, visiting. I remember I look at my sister and say, I'm done. We are dead now. Let's pause there and get to a break. When we come back, Mm. we'll want to know. So you've gotten this news. Uncle, gone. Mm. What next? This is Profile. Real people, real stories, real God, real change.